0: Hi, everyone. This is Diana Chapman here with my co-founder, Jim Desmer of the Conscious Leadership Group. Hi, Jim. Hi, Diana. We are so excited to have today Jim Barnett with us. And, Jim, I thought we'd start out with letting you introduce yourself to everybody listening in and hear a little bit about um, your background and what you're up to in the world right
1: now. Sure, Uh, well thanks, I'm excited to spend some time with you and share my journey with people. Um, So right now I am the CEO and co-founder of a company called Glint. Uh, What Glint does is help companies measure and improve employee engagement. Uh, Our mission in life uh, is to help people be happier and more successful at work. And uh, I've spent the last 25 years running Uh, technology companies uh, here in Silicon Valley.
0: Yeah, would you name a couple other organizations that you've been a part of
1: so people can get a little bit
0: more background?
1: Absolutely. So my last company was a company called TURN. Um, I'm still the chairman of TURN, and TURN is a leading platform for managing real-time advertising decisions. Um, Before that, I was the CEO of AltaVista, we sold that to Overture, and it became uh, Yahoo Search.
0: Ah, fantastic. Yeah, we met while you were working at TURN, and I'm so curious, I can't even remember, what was your original interest in the Conscious Leadership Group?
1: Yeah, I I think um, I had reached a, a state in my life where I realized that simultaneously two things one is I was inspired to uh, lead my life in a way that would bring more joy and happiness Uh, and I also realized there were parts of my current uh, vocation that weren't working for me Uh, specifically I really didn't feel uh, after four or five years of running turn I didn't feel like I had uh, a sense of purpose uh, or mission uh, and uh, knew that that was really important to me and my happiness in life. And so I I think at the time I, I reached out to you, Diana, I wanted to work with you to uh, learn to lead a more authentic and conscious life in general uh, and specifically uh, become a more authentic and conscious leader.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you took this very courageous leap Uh while you were there. We actually wrote about it in our book. Um, I think it was under Commitment 10. Because as we were meeting, I think you had already had one of your, the co-founder of TURN um, had already moved on, and so you were the one left. And you were really concerned that if you also left, that that really might not look well for the business. And so we did a lot of exploring back then about questioning all of your beliefs about should you go or should you stay and um, what was really the authentic choice for you rather than whether you should or shouldn't. You were really practicing listening to what was, what was um, aligned inside of you, and you made this very courageous choice to leave turn knowing that um, it could be seen as, uh, you know, you abandoning ship too soon. Can you share a little bit about what you learned from that process?
1: Yeah, I I think it ties in really nicely with the commitment number 10 of the 15 commitments of conscious leaders. Uh, One of the things that I learned uh, from working with you, Diana, was the ability to see that the opposite of my story could be as true. Uh, as my story. And so um, the story I had was that it was wrong for me to leave turn uh, that as a founder and as a CEO, I it was it was my obligation to stay. Uh, and what I realized was that um, if I want to lead a truly authentic life, uh, that if I wanted to be true to myself, uh, I had to listen to that. Um, and I think one of the things that I learned in working with the conscious leadership group was that the opposite of my story could be even more true. That, um, a new leader could come into turn, uh, with even more energy, more passion, more purpose, uh, and take the company to the next level. And, um, that's what happened. And it ended up working out terrific. And uh, I learned a lot about uh, authentic living and seeing that the opposite of my story is equally true.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really appreciated um, the struggle that you went through in all of that and how in the end you it wasn't a choice, really. It was more of you just... Alignment was just what
2: mattered most to you. Yeah. Jim, one of the things yeah. that I've really deeply appreciated about you in addition to your regular application of the 15 commitments is your deep devotion to mindfulness and specifically to meditation. Um, I remember we, the three of us were together in a, in a forum and I had the privilege of staying in your home when I would come out there to work in the forum. And I remember your meditation cushion being, uh, front and center to the room that I was in. And so for a long time, you've been a practitioner of stabilizing your deepest self in a practice of meditation. Could you talk about that a little bit, kind of what your practice has been and what have been the benefits to you of that practice?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So yes, I have been uh, practicing uh, Vipassana or mindful meditation Uh, For over 26 years now, February was my 26th anniversary of my Vipassana practice and I sit in the morning uh, Monday through Friday. I sit for an hour uh, and do a variety of uh, mindfulness meditations and it's really uh, provided a profound uh, sense of calm to me uh, as a person and a leader um it, it's allowed me to see um the authentic pieces of me uh and my true self uh mm. and um uh, really to lead a much happier life uh, and to be a better c e o as well you know i think um when I practice conscious leadership when I practice being a an aware mindful leader um I build better teams. I have uh, a deeper sense of mission and vision and purpose in what I do. We make better decisions as a team. We're much less reactive, uh, more vision-driven, and so it's it's had a profound impact on my personal life as well as my professional life.
2: Mm-hmm. So I, I love that, and I I just know there are leaders out there who just heard you say that Monday to Friday. You sit for an hour a day. And could you just talk a little bit? Because, you know, when we start working with teams and organizations, we strongly recommend, yay, demand that everybody have a mindfulness practice. And we say just start with something like Headspace for 10 minutes a day or if you can get to 20 minutes, that's great. And, you know, in this world, a lot of people push back on that. And here you are for 26 years sitting for an hour a day. How how would you talk to you know, somebody who's out there in the real world, day after day, living at the pace that people are living at and say, I really recommend that you carve out time for this. How, how do you get to carve out time like that? You know,
1: um, here's the way you carve out time for that. Uh, well, there's a mul- multiple ways, but here's one of the ways. Um, you have to get to the point in your life where you realize that there's a cost of working all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, people, people see the benefit of it. They see how much more they can accomplish. But it's very hard for them to see the cost of working all the time. Uh, and what I was able to find, uh, and this is you know, partially working with Diana and you and, and the Conscious Leadership Group, what I was able to find was I was able to see the benefit of not working all the time. Uh, Of being a calmer more clear more thoughtful leader being in touch with my intuitive self and making decisions based on that rather than sort of reacting to the crisis of the of the day Uh, to finding crisper um, sovereign and warrior energy um, as a leader and so yeah, I, th- I think the way you described it is really, really great. You know, 10 minutes of day can have a really profound impact. I just love it so much that I eventually <laughs> uh, started meditating for up to an hour. I think you know, it's a natural affinity. But if you could even just find 10 minutes in the morning or 10 minutes in the evening or, or 10 and 10, I think you'll find that uh, it can have a profound impact on your health. Uh, on your happiness uh, and on your ability to be successful as a manager, a leader, or participant in your company.
0: Hmm. You know, the other thing is not only do you dedicate your time in the morning for that, but then your evenings, you know, you're known amongst your peers to have one of the most committed um, practices to being home as soon as you can with your family at night. And um, I know sitting around the dinner table, especially when your children were all at home, was a real uh, commitment on your part. So say more about that, how you were able to incorporate the back end, you know, the back end of your day as well as the front end of your day devoted to something other than your work.
1: Yeah, I I I realized I came from a close, loving family, uh, and uh, I realized that that was going to be something that was vital um, to to the life I wanted to lead. And so I made a commitment early on that I would do my best to be home for family dinner. And when the kids were younger, uh, sometimes it meant them having dessert and me having dinner. Um uh, but uh you know generally, I would be home uh and present from seven to eight or seven to eight thirty you know that that often meant I was back on email uh afterwards uh as a lot of other leaders I know are, but it really meant investing in my family um as a top priority because I knew ultimately that would make me a happier person, and I knew that I'd be a better leader if I was a happier person.
0: Mm-hmm. When you left TURN, you made a decision that you weren't going to just jump into something else right away. Um, your main concern was that you wanted to have to build something next time that allowed even more balance uh, for you and your team. And so you took quite a break and until you started up here with GLINT. Can you talk about how you're doing it differently and what you're learning and maybe what works and what doesn't work around some of the ways you're leading more consciously?
1: Mm, Sure. Well, I think the most important thing that I learned in that time between turn and glint was the importance of leading an authentic life. That I wanted to run a company that for which I felt a deep sense of purpose and and a deep sense of connection. And so I created a mission statement for me. Uh, I had this vision that I wanted to run a company that I loved and run run it with a sense of ease and space so that I wasn't, uh, as I was often at turn sort of out of breath and exhausted. Uh, and I was willing to see the benefits from doing that. And so the way that applies today is that, you know, frankly, in a positive way, I feel possessed. I mean, I love what we do. I love our team. I love our customers. I love the sense of, uh, sense of joy that we can provide them by allowing them to see how their teams are doing and to take care of their people and their companies. And so, you know, one of the most profound things I learned was that by, you know, allowing myself to have some ease and space in my life, I was actually a better CEO uh, instead of sort of a lightweight CEO. You know, it just allowed me to see things more clearly, uh, bring a higher sense of positivity to to the team, and frankly, to execute better. So it was an important time for me to realize not only what's important to me as an individual, but how to become a more conscious, how how to become a more aware and a more effective CEO. Yeah,
0: I I notice that when I walk into your space, um, this company, it's, there's a palpable uh, sense of spaciousness and ease amongst the um, everybody on your team. So I like how you said you weren't having a lot of breath before at Glint, and now the the breath is there. And it, you can feel it the moment I walk through the door. I notice that.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, and just to be clear, everybody's working really hard at Glint, and we have crazy <laughs> times. Uh, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and probably my customer success team would say, what the heck are you talking about? We're racing around trying to catch up to all these customers that our sales team is signing up uh we 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 do uh you know one of the concepts though diana that you introduced me to is the concept of sprint and recover and sort of self-care wellness and recovery is a really important concept for us here that we work hard we scramble um we sprint but then ultimately it's really important that people take care of themselves that you know we're in this not not to flip a company after a year or two but to build a great large really impactful company over the next 10 years and if you know if, if you see uh if you see life and work as a marathon and not as a sprint you realize the importance of wellness uh, and self-care.
0: Mhm.
2: Can you I'm think Go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, I'm thinking that, you know, one of the arguments that we're putting forward into the world is that the old paradigm of leadership just isn't sustainable. It's not sustainable at an individual level or a team or an organizational level. And it's not really sustainable at the collective. And when I listen to you, Jim, I think that, you know, you really are about sustainability at an individual level, yeah. how to live a life that you can live full out all the way to the end, how to build a team and a company where you can really stay in it for the long run and how to be a citizen of the planet that allows us all to be, you know, hanging out here for a while, uh, you know, being our most creative self. So you really are, Diane and I were talking before the call started, you know, one of our favorite examples of a leader who you know, people can look you up. You know, you've you've been a kick-ass leader who's gotten it done in the way that so many people would like to get it done, and you've been able to do this with the deep, deep commitment to your own personal uh, sustainability and to those around you. I just, I just want to say, hip hip hooray, man! It's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, I've never—that's actually a brilliant summary. I've never really thought about it as sustainability, uh, but uh, I think I was born with that sort of natural barometer of uh, for both sort of business and personal when where things are going out of out of out of track a little bit. And I think maintaining a sustainable approach is uh, is exactly exactly what I try to do. So it's a great, that's a great great summary.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one final question for you, Jim. What feedback would you have to a leader who says, hey, I would like to create a more conscious culture or I'd like to be practicing these commitments more? Um, based on your experience now in many years of, of practicing and having your teams practice these commitments with you, any any feedback you have?
1: Mm. Well... Um I'd say the guidance I would give is, um, one is just start doing it, uh, like meditation. You can start in small steps. You don't have to become an expert at all 15 commitments overnight. Um, start with two or three that really resonate to you and work on them both with yourself and with your team. You know, there are some that are foundational for me, sort of authenticity, uh, you know, sort of. Awareness, mindfulness, welcoming each moment, you know so those two or three are the things that I'm always working on as a leader, mm-hmm. but you know f- find those two or three that really resonate for you um, i think it's I think it's hard to be an authentic leader if you're not i'm sorry hard to be a conscious leader if you're not an authentic leader so personally. I think uh, commitment number six uh, and commitment number four are really foundational. You know, if you want to be a conscious leader, you have to be of high integrity. You have to be authentic. And frankly, I I believe it's hard to do that without being candid. Uh, You know, in the Valley, uh, there's a term, uh, I think Google made it quite popular. Other people use it as well called default to open. Uh, uh, we try to use that in our company here, but I might I might encourage people to begin with that. You know, begin with a commitment to integrity, authenticity, and candor, um, and make that a foundational part of their practice.
0: Great advice. We are so grateful. I I am I personally, Jim, am so grateful um, for the role modeling. That you offer so many other leaders. One of the things I have appreciated about you is how many leaders you mentor um, and support uh, along the way here. And I've heard from many of them about how powerful your influence has been, especially around this area of sustainability. So thank you. Thank you for rippling this into the world.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. It's fun. I love it.
0: if you want to learn more about what Glint offers, we'll have a little link to their website on our newsletter for you all to read more about Jim and his team thanks so much for your time Jim
1: thank you for everything
0: okay, see you all next month